Hey, everybody, and welcome to What the Frack. Gene Hunt, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tater. How are you? I am doing very good on this nondescript day. It's <laughs> Things are going well for me. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I don't either. It's amazing. It is amazing, yes. But that's how it is in the pipe business, right? It is. It is. Yep. Every day is like, day every is. like the, the next day. So Pipe paradise. You know, Gene, I was thinking, you know the kind of people I like to hang out with? I don't I like. Do. I don't like to hang out with uh, with selfish people, you know. Well, you hang out with me. You're not a selfish person. I like to. I like to hang out with people that are. Maybe you should ask Kerry that question. That are you know selfless, right? Yes. Well, I, agree. I got a, I, We got a treat today. Man, do we? We have a uh, really good treat. Yes, Because we we're do. we're hanging out with five of the most unselfish, selfless people you'll ever meet. That is a true statement. And each one of them represents. A branch of the U.S. military. Yes, yes they that's do. what this episode's about. We're going to talk about every the U.S. military in each branch. We have five representatives representing the four major branches. So we have two from the Army. So That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm going to let you introduce them. I'm going to start down from the end of the table. We have Monty Hill here representing the U.S. Marine Corps. Yes. Yes. Hoorah. Something like that. We have <laughs> some, say hi to Say hi. Well, I blew that one already, <laughs> didn't I, Monty? Yeah, you did. No, that's okay. That's, that's mine. Okay. I'm selfless. Selfless <laughs> and sel- unselfish. That's right. We have Reagan Herman represent the U.S. Army. Yay. Okay, Go Reagan. Way, Reagan. Go Army, beat Navy. <laughs> He's been Boom. waiting to say that. Yeah. We have Heather McColgan, also representing U.S. Army. Hua. Yes. Hua. There you go. We have our own Cody Phillips representing the U.S. Navy. Hey, Cody. Hello. Thank you. Go Army, yeah, beat Navy. Awesome. First yeah. time you ever had an applause, right? <laughs> yeah. First time. And we have Josh Yannity representing the U.S. Air Force. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. I'm so happy that y'all are joining us today because, again, you guys are – I mean, I look up to all every one of you because you have done – I'm not talk, I'm not joking when I say, you know, being unselfish and, and selfless because you, you each have given up a big portion of your lives to serve the country, which I did not do. I did not do. I did not do. So we appreciate your service. We really do. That's I say that sincerely. And again, I've always kind of wanted to have a conversation with y'all. That how did you get there? What did, what made you? What? How did you make that decision to do that? What was your experience like? And I think the great thing about this is we have we we are representing the four major branches. We don't have Coast Guard here. I apologize that, and we don't have anybody from Space Force. But as much as you fish, you could be Coast Guard, Steve. <laughs> That would be really bad. That would not be good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm very interested to see and maybe get a little bit of, uh, you know, back and forth here about what the difference is of your experiences in the different branches of the Navy. I mean, in the, of the military. I'm looking at Cody of the Navy. So I'm going to start with Monty. Sure. Monty, why the Marine Corps? What, what did you do to get into the Marine Corps? So I was sleeping in one day my senior year, and I got a phone call. This was... On the landline, we still had landlines back then. <laughs> Way back when. <laughs> and a recruiter called and said, hey, why don't you come in? And I thought, hmm, this could be fun. <laughs> this could be a really good this day. Yeah, this Because I, I thought Give he was my life gonna, to the military here yeah, for no, a few really, years. I mean, this is true. No, he, uh, I thought I would, you know, give him a hard time, and he mm-hmm. wouldn't convince me. And then he kind of convinced me, and then I convinced four other guys, and then really? we all went. Wow. Yeah, and then. Um, our recruiter had never enlisted anyone in as an open contractor into the infantry. 
well, three of us. So we, we signed up and none of us were signed up for the infantry. I was guaranteed legal uh, administration. And so I was going to be working in the office with attorneys and stuff. And then, uh, and that's was, what you, was that what you wanted? No, three weeks before we went to boot camp, three of us changed to infantry. Oh, you changed, changed okay, voluntarily. Yeah, yeah, and so, wow. Yeah. Uh, ended up being a machine gunner, and there you go. I uh, did not know that about you. I think I'll start yes. being a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, shot a 50 cal Mark 19. for four. Wow. I just did my four years and got out. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Where were that. you stationed? Actually, was stationed in Hawaii. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> just blew it up right there. <laughs> In Hawaii. In Hawaii. That's yes. awesome. And then we, uh, you know, went overseas a couple of times during, yeah. during that time frame. But yeah, that's great. Reagan, I'm going idea. to you next. All right. How did you get into the army? Why? What made you make that decision? Well, people in my family have been in the army since we gave George the third the finger. Oh, so, really? Wow. I mean. I had people that fought in the revolution and everything else in between, so it was it was bred into you then. You were Yeah, a little bit Lieutenant Dan over here. Did you have a choice or was it ex- was it expected? Uh no, but I grew up uh my father served in the army and I had a lot of uh he had a lot of friends that were World War Two vets mm-hmm. and Korean War vets. So I grew up around those guys hearing stories about Patton's army rolling across Europe and yeah. you know, other things. So, so I want to be part of that. I wanted to be part of that. Yeah. Well, so. that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And did you do, how, how many years were you in the military? A uh, total of 12. 12. I went to college, UT Arlington, mm-hmm. got commissioned uh, as a second lieutenant. Um. Most of my time was spent in the reserves mm-hmm. because in the 80s, you know, the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. And there was a reduction in force at that time. So I stayed in the reserves instead of spending a lot of time on active duty. Awesome. That's, that's great. I spent time at Fort Benning. I was also infantry and a lot of time at Fort Hood. They're in Temple, right? Right. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. And Heather, how did you get into it? Well, I could not afford college. Okay. So, you know how you have to have your parents' social security number to apply for FAFSA? My parents had never been to college, so they didn't understand that. Okay. So I was not provided any information to apply for FAFSA. So they said, you can only do it by yourself if you're married, have kids, or been in the military. So I joined the military. Really? I went to the recruiting office, and everything was closed except the Army guy who was still doing paperwork because it was like Christmas or something. Yeah. It was a holiday. And Is that how you picked? You that's how I picked. The, the guy was that was open. open. The guy that was open. Wow. It was Army. And that's how I picked my recruiter. And wow. then he started working out with me to lose a little bit more weight. Uh-huh. And then I got in, and I scored really high on the ASVAB and they tried to get me to go military the intelligence. ASVAB. I don't know these terms. These are to see mm-hmm. that's oh, military y'all military people. I don't understand yeah, all the test you have to take when you join the military. Okay. Okay. And it what's the top score? Like ninety nine, ninety eight mm-hmm. or something like okay. that. Um and you you did really well. Based yeah, on I your did. scores it tells you what job in the military you uh, can okay. Do. Yeah. Okay. So they wanted me to do military intelligence, but my dad was in the Navy for twenty two years. He was an X ray tech. 
So I said, I want to be a medic or x-ray tech. Yeah. And I got into the medical field because I had my choice yeah. of anything. So. And that's where you that's, ended up. That's where I ended up. Wow. And how many years did you do that? So I only did two years because uh-huh. I struggled with my weight. Uh-huh. And while I was in, I joined before 9-11. Okay. 9-11 happened. Oh, goodness. And yeah. like everything kind of shut down and they were not flexible with my weight anymore. Really? So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I ended up being on like overweight PT, oh. and eventually they were like, "We're just gonna discharge you." Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I got discharged. Okay. Okay. Honorably. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah, honorably. honorably. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good yeah, thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And Cody, how did you get into the Navy? Well, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard this story. Yeah. So, I was a bad kid in high school. <laughs> You're a bad kid. I was Somehow a bad kid. I believe that. I went to. Uh, I was sent to military school. You were actually, so you were going to a regular high school, and then your parents said, "Nope, you're going to military school." Yeah, yeah, it okay. was it was a mutual uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So I finished that, uh, started going to Tomball College for a little while. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it, and my dad was like, "Well, you got to do something. Why don't you join the join the military?" I was like, "Was sure. he in the military?" Yeah, he was army. Okay. Uh, in the seventies or something like that. I don't know. Who okay. Um, where was I? Yeah, he said, you got to do something. I was like, sure. Why don't you join the Navy? I was like, yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, took not? the ASVAB, scored like 98 on it or yeah, something. Probably perfect. So I could have done whatever job. Uh, the first one they offered was a nuclear technician. Oh, well. To be, you work like on, on the. Like on a sub or, or a, on just. Either I that or a carrier. Yeah. Either that or a yeah. carrier. But you had to sign up for eight years. Oh, so I chose Sonar Tech, which was just six years with about half a year of school in San Diego. Oh, not bad. Uh, So went to boot camp, San Diego, and then five years in Norfolk, Virginia. Did five deployments. How many? Five deployments. Wow. Because I joined in February 2002. Oh, yeah. You were. I think you were that old. So mostly in the Middle East or? Mediterranean. Mediterranean. One. Uh, golf cruise. When, okay. So they weren't uh, intense deployments. Let's yeah. just say that. They were okay. Pretty fun. But yeah. And then did my six, got out. Good for you. That's it. Well, thank you for that. Sure. And Josh, you're next. Well, how did you get into the Air Force? Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah, in high school, I mean, basically, um, they would have recruiters come to our high school and, mm-hmm. you know, do a display. And both my grandfathers were in the Air Force. Oh, really? One was an air traffic controller and the other one was like hospital administration or something of that sort. Mm. Um, was going through a bit of a you know, rough time in high school and I didn't focus on, uh, on you know, college applications and what I needed to do and, and, and stuff of that nature. So basically I, I was like, well, my grandfathers went in. I mean, I, they, one of them passed away, not mm-hmm. due to combat or anything like that mm-hmm. but uh he had a heart attack but um anyway they uh <laughs> one thing my grandfather uh bernard uh always told me is you know is the best thing i ever did in, in my life mm-hmm. you know is um if you're questioning whether you go to college or, or do something with yeah. a trade definitely go try and go to the air force so um being a civil service brat if they mm-hmm. will like my mom was in the civil service like um she was worked for the city of San Marcos. So okay. I was always around like police officers and yeah. people who were involved in government. And so I was like, I've always looked up. This is back in the day, you know, when cops was still on, like the yeah. cops were like yeah. community servants. And I always uh, had appreciated that. So I went in the air force. Um, my recruiter was a cop in the air force. 
So he helped me to, he was very pragmatic and helped me explain like how the process went, but mm -hmm. what to expect as well. Um, and so I, I enlisted and um, was, uh, went to Lackland Air Force Base uh, in San Antonio for basic. Then I went to the, the essentially the police academy mm -hmm. um, afterwards. And so, can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Sorry. We, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, <clears throat> at any rate, then I was, I was sent to my first duty station uh, in California, Beale Air Force Base, where they fly the U-2 spy planes, which oh. are actually really cool planes. Wow. They're not, you know, stealth and all that. I mean, they actually are stealth, obviously, but they but fly. Because they're so high. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did four years, and then I did three deployments. So did deployments. you get to work with the U two or at all? Or well, I protected it. I really? guarded it. Oh, yeah. how cool! Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the flight line, I I had to make sure that it was secured. But uh, yeah. the majority of my time was spent in places like undesirable, like Iraq. Oh, really? Qatar before it was built up, they would say built up base, and then Pakistan was my last deployment, and then I I got out and went wow. to college and. So was, a GI Bill. was yeah. your was your grandfather was was he right was it the best thing you ever you ever did looking back I would say it's one of the biggest biggest well, I should say greatest accomplishments I've yeah. ever done it, it, oh, it, it's I, long lengthy the people that I've met in the military are the most solid people mm -hmm. uh, they're you know just my com you know comrades and people yeah. you meet from all over the world and it's uh, uh, yeah. You know, it's kinship that you just will not get anywhere else. I assume from yes. right. all all branches. Right. Well, thanks for thanks for that, Josh. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. that. You know, that brings up a question, um, and I'll start with you, Monty. Um, what was the reaction? Sound like you got a phone call, and then what? Did, what did your family think? Man, that guy, he'll never make it two weeks in the military, <laughs> or or thank God he's gone, or you know, what a great move for Monty, or you know, I always wondered about that. The people that join the military what the families thought and the friends thought and so, all that kind of stuff yeah my mom was not happy mm -hmm. at, at all um i graduated third in my class in high school so to go into the marine infantry people are like what the heck is wrong with you i knew i would i would just probably go out and party all the time and uh waste a bunch of money so anyways my dad was in the army my granddad had retired from the air force Wow. Started out in the Army, transferred to the Air Force, and then my brother was in the Navy. And Did you have any Marines in your family? No. You're the first. Yeah, I'm, okay. the, I'm the only. But now I'm you, got, only, it, you so, got it covered down. I'm the only solid one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's, that was pretty much it. You know, the, the men were proud, and the women were, you know, not good. And it was, I went in in 91, so that's were, right yeah. during Desert Storm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so they were you know, completely freaked out over that. Yeah, sure. I can so, imagine. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I guess that it, the timing is interesting. I mean, Josh, you were talking about your timing was you, you end up going all over the, some deployments that uh, are probably a little bit frightening. And Cody, you went mm -hmm. to the, well, Mediterranean. And uh, my parents had to sign a waiver. I was only 17. Really? So wow. they, they, they were, uh, yeah. How quickly did they sign it? <laughs> Like in about it, 10 it was seconds. weird. They printed it out. They signed it. They <laughs> stamped it. Delivered it. No, they they were. Uh, I I had gone so in military school. It was like I was used to the regiment of like doing yeah being on time and stuff. Like having my schedule set mm -hmm. right. 
And that's how I operate, and I still do do to this day. I don't, mm. as you might know, uh, yeah, I hate it when things it. Uh, don't go according to plan. Right. Um, like Gene's phone going off in the middle yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, that a little bit. Yeah. Felt a little twinge there, but... Uh, <laughs> how do you know it was mine? <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, uh, I agree. I think it's one of the best decisions I ever made, even though it was more made by my parents. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm better for it yeah yeah heather what about you do you think it was i mean a solid decision or no but no (laughs) yes so my parents were not expecting me to make it through basic okay because i'm not physical i didn't do any sports other than the occasional swim team and surfing Uh but or skating but nothing like i didn't run track i didn't play any sports i don't yeah So, so they didn't think i would make it through the running so you showed and them. I showed them because it's only nine weeks, and then only for for basic. Yeah, it's a long time. It's like nine and a half. It's because it's pretty grueling, right? I mean, no, it doesn't matter what. Well, I, yeah, I, that, well I'll get to that in a second. It's grueling, but it's we'll, we'll get it's to only the basic nine training. So you can make second. it through it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't think I'd make it f- physically at all. Yeah. But I survived Good two years. You. I passed all my physical fitness. I just didn't yeah. pass my height weight. Yeah. So okay. What about you, Reagan? Um, I, I think my dad decision, kind of expected it. But his best decision you ever... I think so, because... I mean, you were in for I, 12, 12 years, right? I was in 12 years, so... That's a, I mean, that's I a, got out as a captain. Wow. But, you know, it going through the military gives you a perspective on the rest of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never I deployed... I was in during the first Gulf War, but we had our bags packed, and every day it was, are we going today? Nope. Are we yeah. going today? Nope. Oh, it's over. So, Do you think, I'm, I'll ask this as a group, but do you feel like being in the military, I mean, it's, again, you can, you're committing your, a certain amount of your life to, it's not your life anymore, right? I mean, that's what I've always heard. It's True. like, so, and you could be deployed and all, all these things. So do you think it's, maybe made it easier for you to address challenges in your life now? I mean, so when things come at you, do you think, ah, well, it's something it might, to a, a layman like me, might be a big deal, but for maybe for y'all, you're, you're still a bit different I'll, kind of challenges. I'll give you my perspective yeah. on that. So if it's cold in here, I can look back and say, well, I'm not at Winter Warfare School. <laughs> I'm not sleeping in a snow cave. You remember that stuff. At 26 below zero. Yeah. Ooh, or pretty good. if it's hot in here, I can say, it's not 114 and 100% humidity at Fort Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Or if my steak is not done just right, I'm like, <laughs> it's not an MRE or a C-ration. Wait, were you in prison or in the <laughs> Army? I was in the Army. I say, it's about the same for the but, first couple of years. But I was in the infantry, like Monty, so, yeah, you know, we had the dirt, the heat, the cold, the wet, all that stuff. So talk to, talk to me a little about, I'm curious of, and this is where maybe we'll get uh, some... Uh, confrontation but the the basic training for the different branches of the military is it pretty much the same or is it different or do you I, know i think uh marines and army is probably far different than navy is or air right? force uh ours was more the 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 physical training aspect was there but it wasn't the primary the primary ours oh, right. was okay. firefighting uh doing stuff like 
ship stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. We're not we're not running tons of miles on a boat. Okay. But if the yeah. boat catches fire, you better know how to put that out. Or you're all dead. Right. Okay. So different different focuses. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Less real yeah. estate. Yeah. Less, <laughs> less real estate. You're not running away on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 most people have seen Full Metal Jacket, which. Money. Is that's that not. Yeah, that's not far off. Is that right? Really? For real. Oh my god. Yeah, for real. I mean, when I went through, they weren't supposed to put their hands on you. You know, so, but you know the uh, the so mental, the, the, the intensity of being mm-hmm. in your face and mm-hmm. that's there. Oh yeah, we had a yeah. uh, we had a drill instructor that. So we called their their hats. They were Smokies. That's what we call them, like Smokey the Bear, and uh, we all had scabs in the corners of our eyes from him screaming at us and hitting us mm-hmm. with that smoky and i mean you know spit all over your really? face yeah it was the, the edge of the, the, of the edge, helmet the br- hitting yeah, the, you the in the face of the, of the hat hitting us and uh really? no it was oh yeah 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 I, I decided one afternoon that i didn't want to listen to that yeah i kind of turned and kind of bowed up to him a little bit and uh-oh. That was not a good day. <laughs> not a good day. Did you do some running that day? No, but I did sit-ups for two hours. Oh, yeah. holy cow. While a guy was whispering in my ear how sorry I was and how <laughs> I didn't amount to anything and that my family hated. I mean, it was. I can't repeat a lot of it on here, but yeah. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, one thing I wanted to add to that is, like, you know, the basic, like, non-exciting nature of the the clothing and mm-hmm. how they look you yeah. know very standard issue you know gi means government issue yeah. so once you sign that line everything you're you're a part you're a tool for the government yeah um so that follows through a lot with it which i mean you know you look at it one way or another but um yeah b- basic is uh you know it's so the arm, the U.S. or the Air Force is a, a, a break off of the Army. So a lot of the things that the Army does um, translate to Air, Air Force, Force okay. and vice versa with yeah. Navy and I got you. And um, Cody, you said you didn't run on ship. I've run a lot of miles on a ship. <laughs> Ours was small. I was on a frigate. I'm only 326 feet long. On the flight deck. So man, it was it was forever. So uh, uh, to the group is was there did. It, was there ever a time where you're like, I've made a huge mistake. I need to get, I, what have I done? Yeah, or that, that night. That I night. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, does, does everybody experience that or not? I mean, Reagan, you're not, you're not giving me a head shake. So, well, I didn't go through enlisted basic training. Oh yeah. He's an officer. I went through oh, as an officer. It's different. It's different. Okay. It Explain is that. Uh, so fancy boys. I don't know how versus blue collar. <laughs> I don't know how long y'all's basic was. Nine weeks. Or mine something? was nine. Ten weeks. Nine officer half. basic was thirteen. Mine was thirteen. Mine was six months. No comment. And okay. A lot of it was academic. Uh, really? You know, it was a lot of tactics. It was a lot of leadership stuff. It was yeah you know, it's management there, training. Uh, but there i mean there was a lot of there was a lot of physical to it too. yeah i mean so so you never really felt that i've made a mistake they weren't screaming at us <laughs> okay but, you know i got screamed at you i did. got screamed this is a man's army and how, how come you can't lift that off the ground because i had it two inches off the ground really i had them spitting on me wow yeah i had i was in front leaning rest which is plank position for over 30 minutes as the platoon ran away and they went and finished their run and came back and got me. Because, oh, yeah, gosh. you go up to one of those 
yeah. sergeants and you will You're be sorry. Done. You're done. Yeah. You can... The one thing for me was when they put us through tear gas okay, training yeah. tear gas. and OC spray. OC spray? OC spray? Pepper spray. But okay. like police grade okay. pepper spray. Terrible. Terrible time. Um, so they just spray you in the eyes or what they yes. do? Yeah, you, uh, they spray you in a Z pattern across your face, like across your brows, your eyes, and then your nose and mouth. And then you have to open your eyes, tell them your social security number, I think, and then run a small obstacle course. And then it's just misery for about two days afterwards. Two, two days. days. Really? Yes. It when you shower, no. when you shower again, pores open up, that stuff comes out, oh, and you're dying all over again. To, we didn't have to do that. I mean, we had to do the gas that. chamber, but we didn't the have to. The gas chamber was... They make sure everyone's freshly shaved. Yeah. You go in there with your gas mask on. You line up with 10 or 15 people. They light a small little tablet of the uh, tear gas on a heating plate, and it starts filling up the room, and your neck starts burning because you had just shaved, and it's like irritating <laughs> your neck and your skin, and you know, oh, boy. And wherever you're sweating, yeah. you feel it too. Yeah. Then they make you take off the mask. Same idea. Social security number. Yep. And then you run out. And then, and then you, you hack up else. everything that is in your sinuses. Ugh. Comes you out. Agree. <laughs> you feel great afterwards. That's not as bad as the... Uh, <laughs> it's the a good pores. Spray yeah. is yeah. way worse. Except it's my uniform cleanse. would smell like the... Yeah, yeah. It would smell like it for... For a while. Months. Yeah, but uh. the good thing about running out of that, at Fort Benning, there was a great big tree right outside the door. And they'd tell you, don't run out the door, but somebody would <laughs> smack him right into it. Bring a jug of milk. But <laughs> that was oh, squirt really? on your eyes. <laughs> that was one of my additional duties as an infantry officer. As I was the chemical, biological, and radiological officer for our unit. So really, I also got to run a gas chamber every now and then, which was fun. <laughs> it sounds it's awful. to help did it more than once, or did y'all? I mean, did you have to do it every year? I mean, we had to do no. it every yeah, yeah, like at we least did. every no, year. No, that's just yeah. they just like seeing y'all suffer. Then it I wasn't guess. bad after the boot camp was the worst. Mm -hmm. I think they, you know, they. A little, little extra, little, little extra little, sauce in little, there. A little extra sauce. After yeah. that, it wasn't too bad. Well, the whole goal was to give, build yeah. confidence in that protective mask you had. So, and uh, also to be able to understand practically what it was like in the event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you I, know, that makes sense. Yeah, that, sense. That's, yeah. uh, well, that, that was their excuse when they <laughs> made us go through the OC spray. Was when we were on watch, they started making us carry a can of OC spray for like gate duty or something. So basically, if you spray it and you get spray back. You're gonna, you're, you know, oh God, this is gonna suck, but you kind of know, you know what's what coming yeah. versus spraying yourself accidentally the first time and then being a completely useless guard. <laughs> they gave you OC spray, mm -hmm. they gave us ammo. That's what I was saying. We, we got, <laughs> listen, we have our, uh -oh, we, we had go. our pistol, we had our rifle, but we also had OC spray. You don't, you don't have to we shoot everybody. First shot fired. You don't need to shoot everybody. So, on that subject, did everybody's, they taught you how to shoot guns and all and weaponry and all that kind of stuff. To what extent? I mean, I mean, in the Navy. I mean, obviously, Bonnie, you're a machine gunner, so we your knowledge of weaponry is probably a little different than maybe Cody. That was I shot we still had M14s, the yeah, the nine millimeters, qualify with a rifle, fifty yeah. cal. I shot torpedoes. Well, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I shot torpedoes. Cool. Yeah. What's involved in shooting torpedoes? A lot of moving. So a torpedo. Is probably longer than this desk here. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember how heavy it was. It was. They're huge. Basically, you have to do these tiny cranes, mm -hmm. pull them out, put them into the tube. And then we actually would fire them from sonar at 
fake stuff. They were dummy torpedoes that we trained yeah. with. They would just go out and then pop to the top. Huh. But um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to it. Just a big old pneumatic tube that dumps yeah. the thing out. Yeah. yeah. But, but the 50 cal, now that was the fun gun. The dual 50s on the top of the boat. They had this thing called the Killer Tomato. Killer Tomato. It was a giant red floating ball that they would just send out into the ocean. And then you got people just unloading on this thing. Yeah, 50 cows and amazing. M60s. And yeah, that was fun. I would, I I've, got a, I've got a story about being on, on a Navy ship in the 50 cow. We were in the Gulf of Vietnam, actually. And we were as a show of force for Cambodia. Anyways, we got fired on. A sub, one of our subs came up and got fired on. And they got us. They got the Marines to come up and man the 50 cows because they said the Navy guys didn't know how to shoot them. <laughs> I kid you not. The 90s were a wild time, so, I guess. I <laughs> and so we sat out there all night on these 50s and uh, didn't get to pull the trigger, you know, no big deal. But the next day, all of a sudden, we see them throwing 55-barrel drums off of the ship. I'm like, what the heck are these guys doing? And then we hear, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta, And they were trying to sink those drums out in the middle of the ocean at like i don't know maybe a couple hundred yards and they couldn't hit them and you know we're down there just <laughs> harassing those guys like you guys are terrible you know? <laughs> what Friendly the banter. so when you're yeah so when you're like i was actually a heavy gunner in the air force too i um i shot i was the m60 and then that m60 get transitioned to a m240 bravo which is just basically kind of buttons up the you know whatever you know susceptibilities that the 60 had mm -hmm. you know like getting too hot they they upgraded it and then um yeah so i did that over in the desert and uh it, it's it's a wild time like to yeah. have that power in your hand but what i was going to say was that that you have, you know, the chance to make a marksman in your basic training, basically, what well, my experience. Everybody. Right. So, like, with the M, they call it M16, basically, from, like, you know, Vietnam era. Everyone would have to shoot, and if you meet a certain expectation, you would get a, a bat, or not a badge, but, like, a, right. a ribbon. Right, okay. And then if you're in the, ar you know, combat arms, or if you're in that, that field, then you have other opportunities to get like Oakley clusters, which mm -hmm. make you more proficient. And then yeah. that goes on into like, you know, attack teams and stuff like that. So um, huh. it's kind of a, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a regulatory process throughout is what, I, yeah. is what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. So. I qualified the first time and yeah. I don't think I shot ever again. Really? <laughs> Never yeah. again? We just did it in basic. You're like, I've had enough of that. I think ours was like quarterly. I, I guess because I was a medic and stuff, I worked in a hospital. Yeah. I had what, to do really? like patient carries a lot, so we'd get four people together and do like gurney carries where we drag patients around, yeah, and do races and stuff, but nothing after that with weapons. The first time I ever thought, "What am I doing?" is whenever I was state when I was flying from Qatar, what they call a transit base, to Iraq, and we were thirty minutes out, and we did a corkscrew in a C one thirty into Iraq so that the belly was up. As you're coming into a combat area, this possibility they could shoot, mm -hmm. you know, ground to air missiles or something like that. And we're going in a bat in the, in a like a red basket like net 
Mm-hmm. That's how we rode for three hours. We're like, oh, oh God. <laughs> and they didn't tell us, you know, what to expect. And you're like, you got to see what, am I, what is going on? <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It's mean, kind of fun. fun. Yeah. It's wild. I'll tell you, that is the word for mm. the military. Well, you wild. wild. I mean, y'all experience things that you're probably never going to experience again. I mean, and most people don't. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. So after boot camp, was uh, <clears throat> life pretty boring? Was it, I mean, like a routine? Um, it wasn't. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it for us, it depended if you were in the field training or if you were not. You know, if we were back in the rear, which was back at your barracks or whatever, you know, you get up in the morning, go run, eat breakfast, and then clean weapons and have classes all day, and then, you know, you're off the rest of the, the evening. Mm. Uh, we would do that for a month and then we'd go to the field for a month and a half you go to the field you're out in the field we still got to come back in during the week and you know have hot food or on the weekends and have hot food and take a shower and stuff but it wasn't it wasn't bad but i wouldn't act outside of outside of you know when we get off of work the things that you do as a as a young jarhead is not something you're going to want to run around out here doing in, in normal life. I'll, yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. What about the rest of you? <laughs> a young jarhead. I work that's shifts. That's a, that's a, oh, you work shifts? Term yeah, so I worked. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, so I work like, um, I would work like, uh, I would work three days, and I'd have a two off, and then I'd work three days, or something of that nature. It's like Panama shift. Um, so, yeah, so 12 hours, three days, and then you have two days off, and the the rest of the time you have you you work throughout the weekend, and then it would flip the mm-hmm. next week. So it was a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had hoped that I would be able to do some college or some education, but it was just, it was a big sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Heather, when you were, as a medic, did you ever want to go into the medical field after you got out or yes yeah um so i finished my x-ray tech when i was out or redid my x-ray tech when i was out um and did that for a little bit mm-hmm. and i worked on an ambulance until like 2006 oh, you did? Okay. or something yeah okay. i was an emtb okay and then i continued with x-ray until i went back to college for gis uh-huh. which is non-medical but um Medical field deals with insurance, and I thought they were shady after oh. helping do like medical <clears throat> billing where I was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "So no, I'm getting into the pipe business. I want to get into the pipe business. Yeah. 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 yeah, I had to try. And then I found the pipe, or I found I oil you. and gas rather. Yeah. So I came up. And That's great. And Reagan, so you were 12 years in, and then what did you do right after you got out? Well, did we so that? I don't think we like most that. of my time was in the reserves. Okay. But so you were working. Were I was working, working a civilian you... job, and most of the time, and if you're in the reserves, the National Guard, it's one weekend a month and two weekends in the summer. Mm-hmm. But as an officer, I was often doing two or three weekends a month and extra trainings here and there. And yeah. So, hmm. But ultimately, I kind of got out because. It was becoming a burden on my civilian job, yeah. and it wasn't paying the bills, yeah. right? So, yeah. Did, did any of y'all? I mean, we're maybe I shouldn't ask this question, but did any of y'all's lives get threatened while out 
at deployments or things of that nature. Josh is <laughs> nodding like regularly, I guess. Or well, so when we're stateside in the <clears throat> Air Force, a cop when we're stateside, mm-hmm. we're we're serving air base defense and law enforcement mm-hmm. duties. Uh, when you go overseas, you're you're doing the duties of which that base is is there for. Mm-hmm. Um, in Iraq, it was a uh, you know it was kind of like the Wild Wild West. So mm-hmm. we would uh, we would get we would get like um, you know terrorists that would like try and shoot rockets from like a rock out uh-huh. you know thirty or forty clicks and try and make it on our base. Uh-huh. And a lot of times they did. Um, would you so, get warning on that? I mean, there would yeah, so incoming and. <laughs> They would the sirens would go off and they'd be like alarm red and you would have to find shelter wherever you were immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we had I was stationed in Kirkuk, which is in the northern province of Iraq, very close to the border. Um, and yeah, I mean you would you would get shot at, you mm-hmm. would get uh, rockets that would you know, willy nilly wherever it is on the. We had our chow hall actually blow up. Really? Wow. So I mean it's real. Yeah. It's real. The coolest thing, though, was that I was able to help or be a part of Iraq, that uh, that air, well, essentially Iraq's first dem- democratic election. Yeah. So yeah. those people went bananas. When really? They, yeah. We, the air, the, so I was on, I was on an army base as an air force mm-hmm. personnel, and we we formulated a, a process by which the you know the the residents of Kirkuk could you know peacefully mm-hmm. be able to vote for the very first time. So it was lives, wild, yeah. you know. It was like it's crazy. Like, it's something we take for granted here, and they're yeah, right. It's, it's um, something that they cherish probably more than anything they cherish in their lives. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's that's yeah. Strange, no, but, but I yeah. mean, Iraq is you know it was um it was a lot of hours and. The burn pits were a real thing. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a real thing. Um, but it was one of the best times of my life. Yeah. So, that's... Yeah, you get shot at a lot. You just, you know, try to be safe as possible, just like with anything, to safety first and follow the protocol and yeah. work it in. I, I find it's interesting. I talk to military, pe- military people that have been shot. They're very nonchalant about it. Yeah, I got shot at. <laughs> you got shot at. I mean, that's got to be traumatic. <laughs> I mean, it's my father was in Korea, and he was the same. He was worked in, uh, he was a worked in an engineering group, and I remember asking him. He says, "Yeah, they would take pop shot. He they would go in and build camps, engineering stuff." And he said, "Yeah, they would take pot shots at him. Like, yeah, they they take they miss. <laughs> so we'd just get on the jeep and spray the the <laughs> spray the uh, the mountains with the with the fifty cal. I'm like, <laughs> like it's something, like, right?" I mean, people are shooting at you. <laughs> it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's like, how can you be so nonchalant about it? But I guess you're trained to be that way. I mean, it's your you you learn to deal with that kind of uh, those fears. I mean, I guess it's yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not traumatic. It's essentially I don't know when you go through mil- the military, especially like basic, you have a you just have like a a focused mission about yeah. things. Yeah. Right. And so. You know, it's a bunch of people, men and women, pretty tough people, mm-hmm. and you want to, you want to fit in. You want to be a part of that, yeah. that focused mission. And so, uh, the, I mean, <clears throat> after I got out, there was a big influx of people who were 
going through PTSD and yeah. you know the it's something understood a little bit better than I think it has been. I assume it, it really yeah. has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's some so. scary stuff. Yeah, like I never got shot at because mm-hmm. I never deployed to a war zone, but uh, I can think of a lot of casualties from training. I mean, yeah, I knew there was a guy. It happens pretty regularly. Yeah, when I was at Fort Benning, there was a guy yeah. that doing the bayonet assault course and he fell and stuck a oh, bayonet goodness. through his head oh, we had in my <laughs> unit we had a mechanic killed rolled an armored vehicle yeah um, well you're right i mean all the all the training you're doing it's yeah pretty dangerous itself i yeah. mean we tax- had physically taxing and dangerous right. situations yeah we had a whole helicopter helicopter full of people go down at fort hood and uh, everybody's that was before cell phones so find a payphone wasn't uh, me yeah so. oh yeah yeah it's probably be reported yeah, yeah. Hmm. goodness gracious on the flip side of that trying to uplift this thing a little, <laughs> a little <bit>. levity <laughs> any any funny things happen <laughs> that that you remember. I was late uh, to my first day of basic training. Ooh, I, I, I I slept in on my first day. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was really nervous. I had anxiety, and we had set the alarms. And my mom was a single mom, raised me, and we were bound to go and do this together. And we both slept in. <laughs> we called my, called my, um, uh, called my recruiter and was like, here's the situation. And, he met, he is like everything's good. Just go tomorrow, <laughs> and so it's just like you know back. I so I I went in, I enlisted right after nine eleven. Uh-huh. So just like kind of like Cody, I was in the military November two thousand two. Yeah, let's go. And <clears throat> that yeah, I'll never forget that. Me and my mom, mom laughed about that, but yeah, <laughs> uh, got there and then I was like in this small group and they just w- ate us alive. Oh, that they were yeah. like what you know you guess, <laughs> but. I uh I I I kind of had an idea as to staying below the radar when yeah. it, you know as far as getting yelled at and just doing what I was supposed to do. So yeah, that's what my dad told me. So when you go to boot camp, just don't let them know who you are. Don't volunteer for yeah. anything. And instead, you're just arguing with the drill the sergeant. I did. Well, that was a little. <laughs> you different. do what you're supposed to do, but yeah. like, you know, Mike Pickmani says. You know, like the the footprints. You know, you see the the videos when they get off the bus and they have to stand on the footprints. They say, "Get on these yeah. steps." I was the second guy off the bus. So the first guy goes to the corner. Which set of footprints does the second guy go on? Does he go behind him or does he go beside him? I don't know. Exactly. Nobody yeah, knows. I don't yeah. know. And I don't think know. it matters. You're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what do you that was, yeah, yeah, that was it. Goodness gracious. Y'all, uh, I, I assume y'all probably have friends from that experience that you keep in touch with. Are they some of your lifelong friends? or mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. Do y'all try to? I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Heather I don't know anybody. <laughs> I've changed my number probably twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't contact me. Yeah, I can imagine though. Though a lot of times it's you create friends for life if you're in those situations. Yeah, I, yeah. I've kind of I'm kind of like you. I kind of shut things down. I had a I had a buddy come, you know, st- stop by one time, and you know he was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. But anyways, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, let's back off, and I you know I've got. I want to live my life like a normal human, not like yeah. I was still. Yeah, not yeah. that we would turn them away. Yeah. Oh, like, no. Eh. And I think they've all straightened up and doing a lot better than they were, you know, 30 <laughs> years ago. So yeah. I, I know some of y'all have, have 
children. Would you recommend it for your kids or? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not. I wouldn't you, say you go. You wouldn't not. <laughs> if they grow up that, and Cody? act like you, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, one of them's already on the way, so we'll see there. Uh, I would say not infantry. No offense, gentlemen. Uh, because, Navy or yeah. Air Force, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's just safer. I didn't yeah. see any combat. Yeah. I had fun. I drank a lot. I have no pictures. <laughs> I drank a lot. No, that, that's some of the, that's what I say. You know, I think I we all probably drank a lot in the military. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask that question on that subject. Like when you got time off, was it like the movies where you see all the military guys coming into town and hitting the bars and yes. raising hell and immediately and all that, that, that was you guys immediately. Yeah. Okay. Not everyone. There is some of the more mature ones that would go sightseeing and take pictures and be able to remember their adventures. <laughs> you don't. Uh, no, the, we office, our, the officers just did it a little more discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I, I turned 21 in Iraq, and their first general orders don't drink. You can't drink alcohol. So I had oh, yeah. I we um I played a lot of poker. I'll tell you, okay. I learned how to play poker really well. But um, uh, we'd go to where it's like the it's like the main recreational area mm -hmm. which is just a tent i mean um and we <laughs> drink like beck's non-alcoholic <laughs> beer and play poker pretty much fun. the night uh, <laughs> that's kind of a bummer 21 kinda, year but birthday. then when, yeah but then when we got the off the, when we got off the plane back stateside it was uh you made up for the lost uh, time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah oh goodness well i could sit, sit here and ask you questions all day long but i know we need to kind of wrap this up so Right, Catherine's giving me the thumbs up. We need to wrap it up. So, first of all, again, thank you all for your service. Um, yep. It needs the world to us. Um, again, I, I, I want to reiterate how I, I think you, you all are, are selfless people, and that's a really great trait because you gave up a significant portion of your lives to, to serve um, others. And, uh, and again, I just applaud you for that. Thank you for that. I want to recognize that. Thank you for sharing some stories it's been fun we could probably do this for a long time oh, yeah but you have anything you want to add gene well it sounds like we need to get offline with monty and hear some other yeah. stories <laughs> that he can't tell yeah on the podcast we'll be doing that <laughs> yeah that'll be on a different podcast yes there you go <laughs> but but thank you again for joining us um i hope you've enjoyed this this episode of of what the frag it's been great for me and again thanks monty thanks reagan heather cody josh um Again, thank you for all, all, all that you've done, and we'll sign off with that. And next time on What the Frack. What the Frack. <laughs> <laughs>